Hey Wolverines, this is Group 1, I'm Brandon, and we're here with Lawrence and a VJ and Amari on this 8th episode of DVTV's Downstream Podcast. The each of us will be sharing a movie, a TV show, an album, and a game. Let's start with myself on a game. So, the game I've chosen today is It Takes Two. This is on both PC console, PC and both consoles, my bad. Uh, the cost of this game is $40. The year released was March 26, 2021, so very recently. New game. Um, the type of game it is is an action-adventure platformer. It's multiplayer only. It is a two-player co-op, obviously, looking at the title being It Takes Two. Therefore, two people. Um, the game being worth your time. The game has a great story with a fun gameplay with co-op puzzles, minigames, boss fights, etc. Overall, there's a lot of game lot to the game and learn as you go through and have fun with that friend you take with you. Only one friend needs to buy the game, the other gets a code through the other so you can both play together, which is kind of cool. Never, I've never seen that before on a game, technically. Uh, what games are similar to this? Um, or is it like in its own unique realm? I think it's pretty unique with how it um, works with its two-player co-op. I think other games don't actually have that two kind of style it has. Because this game actually has a lot of puzzles that you have to work together on. Not a lot of games do that in a co-op. Usually co-ops in a game kind of work individually rather than you actually needing the other person. So I think that's really unique about it. In terms of like the length, how like how long is the game? Um, I would say it's actually a few hours. I have, friend, I have a few friends who played it. I haven't played it yet. I've only seen um, a few things on it. But... From what I've heard, uh, it's a pretty good, enjoyable game. It takes a good amount of time. Okay. I'll check it out later, probably. Now we have Lawrence with his two movies. Uh, today, I'm going to present a double feature, so that's going to be two movies. Uh, both films are around an hour and 40 minutes. So, I mean, you, you probably knocked it out if you start early in the evening. Um, both films are French, but they do come with subtitles from the places you stream them. They come with subtitles. Both films are directorial debuts for the directors, so that's kind of interesting and kind of cool to know, know when you're starting these movies. Um, they're both coming-of-age films. Uh, the first film I have today is The 400 Blows. Um, for uh, Here's the synopsis. For young Parisian boy Anton Donnell, life is one difficult situation after another. Surrounded by inconsiderate adults, including his neglectful parents, Anton spends his days with his best friend Renee, trying to plan for a better life. When one of their schemes goes awry, Anton ends up in trouble with the law, leading to even more conflicts with unsympathetic authority figures. You can stream The Foreigner Blows on HBO Max and Canopy. Canopy is a app that you can get. Um, you're going to need a library card, though. So if you have a library card, there's really great movies you can watch there, like The Foreigner Blows. Um, it was released in 1959 at the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, the director is Francois Truffaut, who would later go on to be one of the most influential figures both in the French New Wave and cinema as a whole. Uh, he's an auteur through and through. An auteur is basically really, really, really high praise for um, a director. Um, the screenplay credits are also penned by Truffaut, along with writer Marcel Moussi. The, the film is semi-autobiographical, taking inspiration from Truffaut's youth. The film stars Jean-Pierre Louis Leoud. Um, I'm pretty sure I butchered that name, but it's French, and I'm not French, so you'd expect that. Uh, who would go on to be a longtime collaborator of Truffaut, as well as playing as well as playing Anton Donnell in four subsequent films, all of which I haven't seen, but so I can't really speak for those. Um, the film is a coming of age drama. 
that's a John Ritson. Um, similar stuff in TV shows. Um, it's really crazy. This movie is, I mean, it's uh, it's probably similar in the sense that it's inspired movies or shows like Stranger Things, Superbad, Booksmart, Perks of Being a Wildflower, and even Spider-Man Homecoming, Far From Home. Uh, this film is literally inspired like every coming-of-age film you've probably ever seen. And it's not only influenced those, but it's part influenced movies in general. I mean, even like the movie that I'm going to recommend next, uh, which is Peppermint Soda. Uh, why I think it's worth your time. I mean, this is going to get pretty like in-depth into why. I mean, I think you should watch this film. Um, it's about a journey. You know, it's about like self-realization. It's about identity. And like coming-of-age is a journey that we all go through. And, like, I can't say it enough that this film is, like, revolutionary. It's also intimate, and it's a must-see for, like, everyone, especially those, like, in youth, so, like, little brothers or little sisters or, like, nephews and cousins or even yourself, I think, is a movie that you should show and watch and experience because it's, like, it, like, it's just it's just so good. I mean, like, the film and craft is, like, truly stunning, and it's, like, a pleasure to experience. So, like, just the way it's shot, edited, the music, everything, it's it's, it's like, exquisite. Um, every frame is intimate. It like gives a glimpse into the youth, into like freedom. Um, this film is not, or the film does something extremely special and widely unmatched by any other films ever. It brings into the life of Anton, the main character, with like the deepness of like reality, but then with like the beauty of like cinema. It's just like this exquisite piece of work that I mean. I mean, people who like like watching movies and stuff and like kind of like into the history of it and all that, they've probably seen it. But like people who just like watch movies at the theaters and watch it on Netflix and stuff, they're going to miss out on this movie because it's not really on those networks. But I mean, it's just it's something that I urge everyone to watch. It's I mean, it's one of the like it gets praised to be one of the greatest movies of all time. It's like on those lists. It's it's truly just one of the best films I've ever seen. And I watched it once and it's just like impacted the way I approach growing up the way I approach, you know, kids younger than me. And I mean, it's just, it's one of the greatest movies ever. Um, the next movie I have for you is called Peppermint Soda. Um, I'm gonna go into the synopsis right now. Anna, age 13, lives with her divorced mother and big sister, Federique, in Paris and cannot seem to grow up fast enough. She earns to wear stockings, which her mother strictly forbids, and to enjoy the mature beverage of peppermint soda at a nearby cafe. As she becomes increasingly aware of boys, Anna takes to steaming, op steaming open Frederic's letters, so as to I messed it up. As to precociously experience her sister's burgeoning and troubled romance. Uh, you can stream Peppermint Soda on Canopy. You could also stream it on Hulu and Amazon Prime, but you have to rent those. Um, if you get Canopy, it's free. Just need a library card. This was released in theaters in 1997. The director is Daniel Diane Curry's become a sex success would become a successful director both commercially and critically she penned screenwriting credits along with writer alain le henry the film is autobiographical taking inspiration from curious's youth the film stars eleanor carl wine who plays anna and odile michel who plays federique the film is a coming-of-age comedy drama um similar stuff to this i mean this one's super 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 underrated and underrepresented or underappreciated so I'm pretty sure people have seen these movies, Lady Bird, Spirited Away, Edge of Seventeen, and Pan's Labyrinth. Um, this movie is, like, severely underrated and unappreciated. I only stumbled upon it because I was going through Canopy, and I, I stumbled upon it, and I was like, what's this? It looks interesting. And I saw that it was similar to Foreigner Blow, so I was like, I'll give it a try, and I've watched this movie so many times. It's, 
it also kind of it feels a little bit like if you've seen Wes Anderson movies that kind of has that kind of color and feel to it um so if you like those movies I guess I'll also recommend this movie for you um this is very much in tune with the foreigner blows but Pippa Masoda is a film that I think everyone should watch boys and girls alike so I know it's it's heavily centered around the coming of age of girls but the film is more than just the tale of two sisters coming of age in Paris it explores anxieties and innocent of innocence and growth and the balancing act of awkwardness and confidence that like we all walk in our youth the pain of growing and the excitement of freedom is a traditional theme of our youth but Carrie's brings those themes to every frame in line with care and craft I mean it's like every scene and every shot is just so beautifully shot and the characters and the actors are just they just seem to fit so well together so it's like you're kind of like luckily to just be lucky like a fly on the wall to just witness this like growth and it transforms the ordinary life of two sisters into like a portrait of like modern youth and it like it just goes beyond just a sentiment there's a lot of movies of coming of age just like they take the idea of coming of age and just shoot it and it doesn't really do much to add to the genre or to add to the characters it just kind of shoots the progression of a character which i mean is good and all that but this movie does something like where you feel you feel so attached to the characters and then i mean their journey that they go on is just is a, is a roller coaster um it's compelling it's full of awkward laughs you know fears and you know pain and joy i mean i just think it's one of those essential films that anyone who's growing up should watch it just really really reveals a lot about you know growing up in this like modern society even though it's set in 1977 or night set in the 60s but it came out in the 70s which i think doesn't really 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 i think that shouldn't be any a deterrent for people not to watch it because it just it's more modern than most modern movies can get yeah, those are the two movies I recommend people to watch together and like one night or in a weekend or something. But I recommend to watch them together. I recommend to watch The Foreign Blows first and then Peppermint Soda. I personally think the uh, the first one sounded really interesting with the, with the way uh, you said it had such a huge impact on many types of things. Not even just like yes. just like a couple of things. It's like reached to so it many inf- different... Uh, yeah. yeah. It influences... The, the movies and the shows and all these coming-of-age stories that people watch on Netflix or, you know, Hulu or all this, they've, like, this movie is so revolutionary, not only just in the craft of film, but in just the terms of telling stories about youth. I mean, everything from, probably even novels have been inspired, the way that people think about youth and the whole idea of freedom and all that stuff that goes into, like, music, not only, and that goes into art. It's, this movie just, like, it tells it and it shows it in a way that's and it's 140 minutes so it's not like a long long movie and it does everything just so powerfully so even direct i bet people people watch movies are like oh this movie inspired this movie this is one of those movies that inspired many 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 movies across many genres and across many eras of film so it's it's really cool and i i, I think people should watch it it isn't black and white, but that does nothing to deter people. That shouldn't deter anybody from watching it. It's just, it's really, really great. Fun fact: I've actually, uh, I've actually been needing to just start up a, a list of movies I need to watch, and those two movies might have to add them to the list now. Yeah, Isn't that interesting. 
And for my TV show, I decided to pick Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, it only streams on Disney Plus, and you might know these actors, but the three main actors are Sebastian Stan, Anthony Mackie, and Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell is actually a new actor to the cinematic universe. Uh, he is playing the role of Captain America. He kind of takes over the, the role of Captain America. But it, if you watch, it doesn't really end so well. So there's that. Um, there's currently only one season, but it's slated for a second. And there's only six episodes at one hour each. Around there, yeah. Um, the the show has finished airing and all episodes are streaming on Disney Plus only. Um, I think it's a very interesting film. I believe it's worth the watch because it tries to implement the superhero-esque type feel while still involving real-world problems in today's society. Um, <clears throat> the show expresses many themes such as racism, mental health, PTSD, and supremacist ideals. Um, the show also focuses on Sam and Bucky, the two main characters. They're trying to honor their late friend Steve's legacy while having to deal with their own doubts and insecurities while they go on their journey. Um, well, I think this the show is very interesting because uh, it's kind of like watching a mini movie every Friday, kind of. It gets you uh, very intrigued to watch every single week because the hype doesn't die down because they always leave a cliffhanger at the end of each episode. So it brings you more involved into the story, which I think is very interesting. So yeah, I think that wraps up this eighth episode of DVTV, of the Downstream Podcast, that is.